The following presentation has been prepared by the Video Tax News team for Canadian tax and financial professionals. Program recorded August 21, 2019. Enjoy! Welcome to the September edition of Life in the Tax Lane. Ah, September. The one day of work, Labor Day is finished, and now the kids go back to school. It's party central. Oh, boy. You know, not for Caitlin, though. I have to tell you, when Caitlin was younger, she went on vacation during the school year, and part of the deal was she had to teach her class something when she came back. What'd she teach them about? crystallizing capital gains. Isn't that horrible? <laughs> you know what? It's a good idea for you to get your children to do when they're on vacation. Anyways, a lot Caitlin's of great... still teaching people how to crystallize capital gains. <laughs> Where did, what what well, happened here? That was the fun part of our session, I think, today, Joe, because we got a really nasty court case sure. coming yeah. out of the Alberta courts. Let's uh, talk about it. What did they do to us? Well, picture this. We got a fellow who's a carpenter. Mm -hmm. He's got his own corporation set up. That's where he does his carpentry. Why do you do that? Limited liability, because there's risk here. And he did a lot of the work for the corporation, like a lot of owners of small businesses do, and he was the sole director of his corporation. Mm -hmm. While something went wrong, he built a staircase in a construction site, temporary, uh, and some workers, when the stairwell collapsed, were injured. Now there's some question as to whether that was negligent construction. That hasn't been resolved by the courts. The question to the courts up front was, is this fellow potentially liable? Because the normal rule would be the WCB, workers' compensation deals with that. And they had already paid out all the injured workers, and that keeps the employer off the hook. They pay their WCB premiums, they're covered. This guy figured he was safe. But WCB looked at this and said, wait a minute, you're the director, and you didn't opt in to director's coverage with WCB. We can sue you to recover all the costs. And the answer from the court was, reading the Alberta law, yeah, they can sue him, and if he was negligent, he's liable for all the costs incurred on those workers' injuries. Now, that's a provincial court case. WCB is provincial jurisdiction. We have seen an article out of Ontario where a lawyer opines mm -hmm. that, yeah, I think it would be the same thing here. Right. Yeah. So that's two fairly large provinces covered. I'm thinking mm -hmm. if I was in this boat, I'd want to chat with my lawyer and see if I'm exposed. Mm -hmm. And if I am, what's the answer? Should I opt into director's coverage in WCB? Should I deal with insurance somewhere else? But I'll tell you, that's a risk I'd never yeah, thought of before, and I have yet to encounter a practitioner yeah. discussing this case who isn't really surprised mm -hmm. by it. Yeah. Well, let's jump into the next, next topic, and that is TFSA over-contributions, and can you get tax relief for this 1% per month penalty tax? And the answer is yes, and CRA has been fairly open to it. Um, we, we do know that if they are going to waive that tax, they do request that the income and gains associated with that over contribution are pulled out uh, in with the actual over contribution itself. Now, uh, one thing that we saw was a recent case involving an individual who, who did do this. It was in 2014. He essentially pulled his TFSA out of one institution, put it into another. Uh, but the thing is, he didn't directly transfer it from one to the other. He took the money out, put it back in. Now, that would count as essentially a double contribution for the year, and therefore you're offside. Well, it was waived in that situation. The problem was 
two years later, things got a little silly. What happened? Well, with respect of that new TFSA he had, he actually had $10,000 of space available, so he directed his institution to transfer over 10 grand to fill it up, use that space. He called 10 days later, and the new agent he talked to said, no, I don't see this original transfer. Let me just do it for you. The problem was that original transfer did actually go, and now we've doubled up on it. So he's 10000 over later on in that year, not too further down. He was actually told that it's best to have two TFSA accounts rather than one. So he did that. He set up a new account, and he said, you know, just transfer over ten grand from my old one into this one. Another mistake was made. Instead of taking out ten, they put in another ten. So now we've got a thirty thousand dollars in contributions, where only ten thousand in space was available. Can you get relief in that scenario? CRA said no. Why? Because you're a repeat over-contributor. The court took a look at that and said, hold on a second here. You granted relief in 2014, that first case. That essentially absolves him of those types of issues. You shouldn't think about that when you're looking at this new scenario. Plus, CRA, you didn't sufficiently consider the mistakes of others involved in this. Therefore, go back, think about it again, and determine if you are going to uh, waive that relief or give that relief. I mean, Katie? well, there's a little yeah. bit of good news because it got sent back to CRA for redetermination on that relief. It's another really good reminder. Be careful as to how and what are you are contributing into your TFSA because far too often we are seeing these over-contribution penalties being slapped left, right, and center on, uh, on people. And they, they get surprised about it. Yeah, CRA is not normally too sympathetic to, I got bad advice. Their mm -hmm. general answer is, go sue the advisor. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Let's move on to the next yeah, topic. Yeah, we're talking about overdrawn shareholder loan accounts. So we had a court case here where the taxpayer borrowed money from her brother's and her brother's wife's corporation. Didn't repay it in the... Uh, in the two-year span. Two span, and as such, CRA assessed the taxpayer with a full income inclusion with respect to the borrowed amount. The catch here was that the assessment was done beyond that normal assessment period, beyond that normal three-year period. And the taxpayer said, no, 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 you can't do that. The CRA said, yes, we can watch us dance, and they went to court. And actually, the court agreed with the CRA. They said, you know what, by not reporting that income with respect to that shareholder loan, that's a misrepresentation. Further, you did not get tax advice with respect to this withdrawal. We think that means you are sufficiently negligent or at least careless. So they were able to assess beyond the normal assessment period. Now, usually this provision that Caitlin's talking about will, will, will catch shareholders that take loans from the corporation and call that full loan and income inclusion. But the thing is, it also applies to people who are connected as well. Mm -hmm. In this situation, we had the brother of the owner. That's connected. That person can yep. get caught as well. Connected means includes related persons for this provision. So, uh, Yes, heads up there. Really, we got to be careful about those uh, shareholder loans accounts. Now, we're going to move on to the next topic here, transfer of life insurance policies out of a corporation. We've got a wonderful interpretation from CRA that sort of walks us through the nuts and bolts of it. But the bottom line is you have to take a look at who is receiving that policy. And was it gifted? 
If it was gifted, you got a problem. Or was that person non-arm's length? If it was, you've also got the same problem. Now, what is this problem I'm talking about? Well, what you have to do is determine what the proceeds are, and that's going to be the greater of three amounts. That is going to be the greater of your cash surrender value, consideration received, or the adjusted cost basis of the policy. You find out the higher amount, you subtract out the adjusted cost basis, and that net, that difference, will be an income inclusion to the corporation. So there's going to be some hefty tax associated with that. Now, if we're talking about a shareholder receiving it, is a shareholder arm's length or not to the corporation? Well, that depends on the facts. It could go either way. Mm -hmm. and, and by the way, these <coughs> rules apply to you know employees as well. They could be arm's length, they may not be. So you could mm -hmm. get caught there. Caitlin, Hugh, any comments on this? Well, I always find these challenging, Joe, because we got to get a lot of information from the insurance company. Uh, mm -hmm. we got to figure out, are we or are we not at arm's length? Well, if we are at arm's length, we probably transferred the policy for fair market value consideration. Right. And we're still going to have tax to pay because that's now our proceeds. We don't get to look to the other two mm -hmm. possibilities. So issues to consider. And to me, this is a good reminder. Maybe you didn't want to buy that policy in the company in the first place and you would have avoided the problem mm -hmm. down the road. Uh, now, I hate to deviate from our trend today because I've actually got something that's not 100% bad news for a change. Mr. Positive uh, Pixie. Mr. Positive. Uh, <laughs> you know, sometimes CRA changes things and we don't like it. Uh, I like what they're doing here. Uh, the mm -hmm. represent a client system. They've got a new interface they want to try out for the personal side, the my account mm -hmm. side. Rather than just throw it out in an update, what they've done is you can go in right now on the represent a client service, click, I'd like to do the beta test, please. Yeah. And you'll get the new page instead of the old page. Works all the same data is there. You can do what you came to do, find your data. When you leave, it's going to say, do you want to give us some feedback on how that worked? You can tell them how you think it worked, where maybe it could be better, what they could have done different maybe contribute to making the system mm -hmm. even better. So good on you, CRA, for giving us that opportunity. One last quick pop, just to note that the IRS is starting a new compliance campaign looking at identifying taxpayers who previously went through their offshore voluntary disclosure programs, but who have now appeared to fall offside. So heads up for any of your clients that may have uh, done that. That's all we've got time for. Thank you very much for joining us, and we hope you can join us again next month. Have a great day. The Video Tax News team has been providing Canadian professionals with practical tax information for over 30 years. Subscribe to one of our tax newsletters or join us as we present live and online seminars relating to both personal and corporate tax. For more details, visit www.videotax.com. That's V-I-D-E-O-T-A-X.com. The preceding information is for general, informational purposes only and deals with dynamic, time-sensitive and complex matters that may not apply to particular facts and circumstances. Information provided should not be relied upon as a substitute for specialized professional advice in connection with any particular matter. For more details, see videotax.com slash disclaimer. Copyright Video Tax News Inc. 2019. All rights reserved.